Welcome to Skills for Life, a podcast about high-demand jobs that are shaping future opportunities. This show is brought to you by the North Shore Schools Foundation. I'm Kira Dorian, your host and a North Shore mom. Let's get started. Today on the show, I get to speak with Heath Kirstead. She is the Communications and Education Specialist at Marion Soil and Water Conservation District, which is located in the Mid-Willamette Valley in Oregon. So Heath, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Kara. It's exciting to be here. I'm excited to speak with you. Oh my gosh, you do some really interesting work. So I would love for you to start by just telling our listeners a little bit about who you are and what it is exactly you do. Okay, so I have a background in environmental studies. I actually went to college at the University of Vermont for environmental studies, women's studies, and French. And when I got out of college, I was like, hmm, all the jobs I want, you need to have a science degree, which I didn't have. So I ended up going back to college for environmental science. In the end, I ended up with a master's degree in soil science, which is a very sciencey science. <laughs> and <laughs> it is. I was, it's actually biogeochemistry. So lots of things all mixed up together there. So once I had that, I wanted to do something that I couldn't find still, I think because of the time in the, you know, the history of the country when I got out of school. And so I did a bunch of short-term jobs. I did field work in the Mojave Desert and in uh, national parks in Utah. It was really fun, but I really missed working with people and kind of interacting with the community. So I got an option to apply for a job at a soil and water conservation district, not the one I'm at now, but I loved it so much because I was able to work at that interface of people in place, which is really what conservation districts do that sets them apart from other kinds of agencies or organizations that work in natural sciences. What I love about my job now is that I'm working with people and giving them the tools and resources they need to be able to manage natural resources on their own, whether it's in parks and natural areas or whether it's on their properties, be those uh, backyards in urban areas or farms or just natural areas that are something else, forests or prairies. Wow. So tell me, what does that mean as somebody who really is the least sciencey science person on the planet? I mean, you've literally met me now. This is it. It doesn't get less sciencey than me. What does that mean like that you're actually doing right now as your job with communication and education? Who are you working with? You know, you talked a little bit about the the way that that shows up, but like who are the people you're actually talking with about this? Well, because my job my job is very specific within my organization, there's only one of me. There are several people that are conservation planners and the conservation planners are working with farmers and we we're literally this week just hiring an urban conservationist to work with landowners that have like backyards, uh residential kind of urban areas, suburban areas. Then some people that do other things that are similar to that, but maybe working specifically 
on native and invasive plant management, things like that. But my job, I'm doing the education and the outreach, the communications. So I just finished up a field trip season. We run a field trip called Salmon Watch and we take students out. So the youngest I had out this year were fourth graders and the oldest were 12th graders. And we go out to a place where salmon are spawning. So it's a river. We're going to the North Santa Am River at the time when the salmon are there spawning and the students are able to actually get their eyes on the salmon and they get their hands on the salmon because they do fish dissection. They learn about watershed health. They do uh, water quality testing. So some in the field chemistry, and they also get to get into the stream and look for macro invertebrates. So I run that. I coordinate the volunteers. I lead the stations as needed and train up the volunteers, coordinate with the teachers and just spend the day out in the field with students. So I was doing that and teaching outdoor school um, for fifth graders for the past, for like five weeks. And so that's just like a piece of what I do is, is doing that youth education piece. That's just an example. There are lots of other things that come up over the course of the year where I'm doing youth education. I also get to do like outreach, like going to events community events and tabling and getting people engaged and interested in um, giving them information about the programs we have. We have a lot of grant programs for educators and for community members that are land managers, whether they're the landowners or not. And so giving them information and getting them involved, getting them signed up as volunteers and finding out what kind of topics they're interested in so that we can offer learning opportunities for them around that. So then I also do the communications for the organization, writing our e-news and our social media posts and uh, managing and developing our website. Wow, my goodness, that's such an important role. You're basically helping people find out more, care about it, get involved, get engaged. That's that's fantastic. So I'm curious, you know, having been in this field now for a while, how you think it might be transforming over the next five to 10 years as our students are coming into it. I know that I'm sure it's been very transformative in the past 10 years as sustainability and conservation has become more and more of a, of a button topic. Tell me what you think is coming down the pipeline for this industry. What I'm hoping is coming down the pipeline is that the industry, which it's sort of funny to think of it as an industry because we're, we're not really in sales or anything like that. We're not really manufacturing anything, but we are working with specific parts of of the community more so than others. And I'd love to see us be able to branch out and offer more to parts of the population that might not be landowners already or have that history of land ownership within their community. So more of the immigrants, more of people that are coming in and just trying to develop that relationship with the land. So that's something that's really been missing within conservation districts because they were started to serve farmers. And historically, farmers were a predominantly white male group in Oregon and in the country. So trying to branch out and bring more opportunities and more engagement to people that don't fit within that identity. 
Mm, I love that. That's wonderful. Let's talk a little bit about if our students are interested in this field. That's probably a better word than industry. <laughs> I'm so used to talking to you know people in different corporate roles. So this is this is a field really. In this field, let's talk about opportunities as people are coming into the workplace. So if we have students that are interested in pursuing higher education, what kind of degree should they be seeking, and what kind of roles are available for them? If we have students that aren't interested in higher education, what kind of roles are there for high school graduates? Let's Let's talk a little bit about these different paths that our students might take. So in terms of higher education, there are so many different fields that you could study, that you could go into that would help you get a job in conservation. A lot of natural resources, sciences, soil science is just one example. There are watershed sciences and also forest science. It's so broad. Fisheries, fish and wildlife, those are great fields. Anything to do with habitat, botany, ecology, environmental science. So it's really broad. And agriculture, there are all sorts of agricultural sciences that you could study that would help you get a job in this field. The other thing I would like to mention to the listeners is how important it is to develop some of those transferable skills that in this case, anything to do with business management, planning, budgeting, using the software, doing using um, not just software, but the program like Microsoft, anything that helps you learn Microsoft Suite, um, how to do access, access database stuff. Um, Those are skills that everybody is going to need. You know, we do a lot of computer work and turning in of reports and stuff like that. So those are really good skills to have. And just being able to communicate what you're doing in the field with an audience that might not be scientists, that's really, really important. So I wish I had a background in communications, actually, like a communications degree, but I don't think that would be enough just to have a communications degree. I think it it's also really helpful to have some kind of science background. So if there's a way to split doing like business classes and that practical stuff um, with having a specialization in a specific science. So those are things that would be really attractive to a future employer. And the stuff I was missing is all of that practical stuff. So I definitely have noticed that lack within my own skill set and had to develop that on my own, which is still possible. And then on the other side, if students don't want to go into college right after high school, we just are doing hiring right now. And one of the people who's actually at the top doesn't have a degree yet. And what they've done is done a lot of master's programs. So OSU Extension, Oregon State University, and I'm sure in Washington State, maybe it's Washington State University. I'm not sure, but the Extension Service offers all of these different master's trainings that you can do. So master woodland manager, master gardener, master melatologist, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many of the master naturalist programs. And those are really great programs that give you a lot of the um, same kind of content that you would get and in a very practical way that you can apply and then you get volunteer hours. So that's how you give back. So it's a lot more affordable than going and getting a four-year degree. 
Um, and it's something that high school students could even get started on. I don't think there's an age requirement. And as far as volunteering, I think that's really important is to get out as soon as you can and start volunteering. So that could be doing weed pulls with uh, local organizations or the city um, or the county that they'll have opportunities like that, that I think are really easy to start engaging in and that really look great on your resume and help you develop the network, the people that you would need to know in order to get on those career paths. Wow, I love hearing all of that and how exciting that you can start some of those master programs in high school. So if you kind of know this is the field I'm interested in, I don't want to go to college, you can get started right now. That's amazing. I love hearing that. And thank you for bringing up how students can volunteer as well. I think that's a lot of what we're trying to figure out with this podcast is, you know, what's going to make students really attractive on their resume? What's going to make them really stand out and be able to engage in this work quickly and effectively and also successfully, you know, what's going to make them successful in this field. So thank you. That is so helpful. I'm going to add one more thing to that list of things that students can do to look really attractive in the world of environmental sciences. And that is to look for and to get internships. There are tons of internships available. And if you have the capacity to do an internship, especially when you're younger and still maybe having the resources of your parents available to you, then take those internship opportunities because those also help you figure out what you want to do. Like maybe you'll start working in one internship and realize that's just not for you. You know that there's something you don't like about it. Or maybe you find something that you hadn't even thought of that you're like, this is awesome. I love this. So that's really important to be able to have that as part of your career path is doing internships. Oh, I love hearing that. And I think that's so true that most of us, wherever we are in our careers, would say that it was a quite circuitous path to get there, right? And so being able to start that early and, and figure out before you kind of deep dive into something knowing that that's what you actually want to deep dive into. I love hearing that. I also appreciate what you said about the communications piece because that has been a running theme through this show. Pretty much everyone I've talked to in every field and industry has said how important it is to develop communication skills. So thank you for bringing that to the table. Uh, Before we finish up, I have one last question for you. I would love for you to tell me what you love about your job. You touched on it a little bit, talking about interfacing with people and bringing the two things together. But I'm just curious if there are other things that that you love about not just your job, but the, the field itself. I love my job because I get to kind of create it as I go and decide what's important by listening to the needs and interests of people in the community. I love that I work at that intersection of people and place, um, not just looking at doing on the ground restoration, but thinking about what really gets people excited about behavior change and taking on those practices that make a difference for the world and for the earth and our planet. So those are some of the things I love also because I am really a liberal arts person in a science world. So I love the creativity that my job provides for me, that every day I get to do something different and be creative. I get to do working with people. And I also get to do computer time looking at spreadsheets and those things that the kind of like sciencey person within me love, as well as the creative outlets that that the job provides for me. 
Oh, I love hearing that. Heath, thank you so much for coming on the show today and just sharing your expertise and all your wisdom for our students. I really appreciate it. It was such a pleasure to speak with you. I had such a great time talking to you, Kira. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. And I hope that what I said today helps some of the students out there uh, make some decisions about their future careers. We hope you'll join us again and remember to hit subscribe to be notified about upcoming episodes. Join the conversation on our Facebook page, Build Skills for Life. That's Build Skills, the number four, and then the word life. Are you interested in advertising as a sponsor for this podcast? Contact us at podcast at nsdfoundation.org. To learn more about the North Shore Schools Foundation, visit us at northshoreschoolsfoundation.org. Thanks for listening.